She had her baby. If you want a piece of me, CPS Tucker. Better have a set. A rifle and a four wheel drive is all I need. Okay, let's get me a rhythm. January. <laughs> Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going in the shop. And it's good for you. Take your Taramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kids read Chronicle SU. Yep, I said, they'll take Blake today. And I'll say it right to the camera. Stop it. Oh, mate. You want to do this right now? I write to the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're going to get the Taramax out. We're going to live a clean life. Yes, I go into a dissociative state because... You're tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the Taramax and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. Hello? And welcome to a gut-busting new episode of Internet Chronicle Hate Radio. Uh, Radio Hate is... uh, Sorry, getting the levels right here. Radio Hate is a sign of the times. And that sign reads, I'm with stupid. And the sign's pointed at you. This is is Radio Hate. I was walking home tonight, and I saw someone live-streaming his life right there on the road. And... Uh, he was shouting some shit about East Coast, West Coast shit, you know, to his live stream audience. And this is, uh, I guess, to some, some people, whoever's watching, compelling entertainment. But for the rest of us standing around on the sidewalk, we're all left to kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, we're on the sidelines here. But, uh, you know, now that it's nice out, I'm seeing more of it this year than ever before. I don't know what the fuck to do with that. Like, what are more we supposed what? to do? Is this an anecdote? This guy, uh, Wild Bill Kilgore, joins us on tonight's episode of Hate Radio. Uh, it is an anecdote of sorts. It's me walking around seeing stuff with my eyes and reporting it back to you and the listeners at home. I saw this guy, but we're in a fucking society, you know? And I'd, like, at no point is there really this room for that. In society, like we're all trying to just go out and live our lives and have something like a normal existence. And we look around and there's these motherfuckers aiming their phones at themselves. Like they're this, all the star in their own fucking show. And it's this sad, delusional ritual that everybody's going uh, through around me. Like, uh, all right, listen. Don't despair, listeners. We actually have a show tonight. Uh, <laughs> and they're well this is the monologue i mean this is remember on johnny carson when uh ed mcmahon would jump out in front of johnny while he was talking and be like don't worry listeners there's a show coming that's right we're going to talk about the pursuance project guga foods i don't know if anybody out there listens to guga foods we got no i've never heard of it we got flying water tankers coming at our cathedrals all over the world and we got an in-depth analysis of alien spacecraft capabilities and their startling performance 
while Bill is chomping at the bit to get to these important subjects, as you can plainly well, we see, can, it's you, all we can do to contain him. I just had to let them know there was something here. You could go on with this uh, thing about the people using their phones. They listen to the heart. show. They know that there's some shit coming. The phones. When has there never? When have we never followed up the intro with an hour of rock solid knee slapping, gut busting, cock splitting entertainment? For let's these not go let's not talk about, Let's not talk about ourselves here. Let's not talk about cock splitting. Let's hear about this this guy on the on the phone. He was uh, talking on his phone. Yo, this uh, that sounds like some West Coast shit. That's this ain't like it is on the East Coast. And there's a back and forth, but there isn't, right? Like he's just talking into his phone, aiming it at himself, like down so that you can see that he's on the street. And we're all standing, right. like, what the fuck? You know, it it excludes us, right? He's including some audience that, who the fuck knows where they are? But in the actual world, like, it's not as exciting and as crazy as he's making a look with his phone in his hand, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it just, it didn't at all. It was a quiet avenue. And he's like, yeah, we in Brooklyn. We in Brooklyn fucking it up like we do on the East Coast, boy. That sounds like some West Coast shit because he's talking to his audience, right? And they're, they're well, I mean, listen, feeding some this West is, Coast this shit is at going, him. This is quickly going in circles. Well, the point uh, I'm trying to make is that there's no room for that shit because this is an otherwise just like quiet, normal street. And the reality he's presenting, it's, it's like this sad – you have to address it because it's right there next to me on the sidewalk. It's not just happening in a vacuum. This is what happened to me today. I was a – a victim of this guy's fucking self-aggrandizing ego trip on a cell phone. And uh, I, I was and expecting a little Thank more you. sympathy from you and the listeners. Well, I don't, I really don't know where, what this anecdote means. Uh, uh, you know, I see this type of thing all the time. It seems to be just a regular fixture of everyday life that people are uh, using their phones in public too. Dude, I'm not talking about... He didn't have it up to his ear going, oh, hey, how was your day? He, he was, was looking... He was FaceTiming, right? He was waving it around and spinning around yeah, in yeah, yeah. magical circles, like, wistfully. Right, FaceTiming. But not just one person, dude. He was doing it to an Instagram, like, live stream, some type of audience. That's what we're doing right now, right? Yeah, but we're not out uh, in, like, look at me on the sidewalk with this shit. We might as well be. We're out, look at me... In the fucking gutters of the internet. Look at us over here in the sewer pipes. All right, all right. I think I think we've had enough of this monologue. This is you radio got, hate. Wild Bill. Uh, We're in the sewer pipes now. I've got to be <laughs> limber and on top of my motherfucking game because Bill uh, has a slick uh, itinerary planned for us that he's itching to get to. And on tonight's well, we, episode... we got all kinds of stuff here. Uh, it's a hot dog shooting son of a bitchin' episode we've got planned. Listen, it's nothing without our sponsors. Um, you want to tell them about the... Uh, our sponsor? No, I don't want to talk about our them. Sponsor. We need a message from our sponsor before we get going. I got nothing to say to them. Or about them. Hate Radio is a program designed to get inside what? your skull... And there skull fuck you with the, the power drill of insanity 
that uh you know that is grinding away inside of us and we have to like bill said take it out on you make you the victims of whatever's going on inside of us today and uh we'll, we'll do that until you're good and fresh and we couldn't do that without the help of hate sex little helper terror max we keep it in the cabinets down low where the kids can reach it and uh, for the next hour or so we are going to straighten you out with this shit about the Guga channel or whatever, the Gugu Gaga babies on <laughs> YouTube. It's a it's a Brazilian name. It's it's a Guga, good old Guga. Not, let's start out with uh, let's start out with Guga. No, I want to start out with Trump uh, and now ordering the fucking water tankers to oh, put out okay. Notre Dame. Well, well, first of all, there's Notre Dame. It's roof burnt off. I don't know if anybody noticed or heard about this news. Roof is gone now. The roof just burnt right off. It was, in fact, this was one of the oldest original roofs left on any building anywhere, cathedrals especially. It was the original 13th century roof. And it big just fucking off. deal. <laughs> yeah, well, burnt off. Okay. Um, it, and, uh, I don't give a fuck because you know it didn't have a phone pointed at with a guy in front of it going that's some West Coast shit yeah boy uh, who give right, a fuck right, about right. this Notre Dame bullshit look at my well, followers actually, blowing up I I think you're wrong about that I'm pretty sure a lot of people were definitely FaceTiming that I, I saw a few videos on Twitter that was a lot so. of and then and everybody was just had to tell you about like how important France is to them well, yeah Notre Dame like well, whatever. How it touched them when they were kids. Well, we don't want to bore our viewers with uh, mundane, everyday stuff. No. We want to get straight to the point here. Donald Trump demanded the French authorities dump thousands of gallons of water from tankers flying hundreds of miles per hour from hundreds of feet and just smash this fire right out. It would have destroyed the roof, certainly. Well, but at least it would have put it out the fire. I don't um, think they were brave enough to go through with those those kinds of uh, orders from the top, you know. No, they were lib- these French French people are libtards who are. And this is I'm quoting somebody here, who fear this bold maneuver might collapse their meek French structure and damage their nearby uh, French buildings that just fall apart under the slightest breeze. In fact, this is white supremacist neo-Nazi Richard Spencer who tweeted. Notre Dame held up a fine to Hitler's bombs. Can it take a little water? Oh, my God. Really? He said that? Well, no, but uh, it sounded good when I was writing this. People are fucking Uh, uh, just running with the the president, though. Whatever he says, there is enough people that just... Oh, yeah. Well, there's another interesting point Why don't they dump tankers on it? No, there's another interesting point. The, the, The tankers weren't even needed. Think about this. The holy relic. The... Thorn from the crown of thorns that they kept in the spire at Notre Dame. I'm thinking about it. Thinking long and hard. Survived that fire miraculously and has been recovered today. Oh, uh, the we were trying to get information about this out earlier, but the pursuance project was down. We couldn't we couldn't publish this much needed information. Oh, that's right. That's a whole story unto itself. The pursuance project. Its servers have been down since Monday, and uh, its centralized server banks have 
failed to respond to hackers, activists, leakers who are trying to desperately um, log on to the collaborative biosphere alternative government system. Oh, that's so much fun, dude. I wish, uh, I, I wish that, well, hold on a second. Did you say centralized? I thought it was supposed to be decentralized like the Bitcoin. Well, that turned into a big boondoggle. We had a, you can go back and listen to our show with, uh, Steve, with, a lemma uh, Steve. Steve. Yeah. Lemma Steve went into great detail about that. We had him pursuance developer on our show. And, and he said, the, I knew you guys were trolls. Since then we've gone pursuance has gone centralized. We're, we're and we using use them. It. Yeah. We were on pursuance project. Now we're the first, actually we're probably the first pursuance on the pursuance project. That's true. We've had to fall back to the um, pirate parties servers, though, in Germany, which is, I don't know why we ever left them to begin with. They just do the same thing. But it I was mean, there on the Pursuits. Pursuits offered it. So, <laughs> well, well, not anymore. Not after uh, the servers were burnt by Greenwald's hacker posse, Glenn Greenwald, and his hacker posse is named Glensec. And they, this and, was called uh, Operation Down Brown? That's right. Or maybe it was brown down. I don't remember. But the hashtags uh, he, were just flying. This happened after Bear Brown burned. It was ugly. His national magazine award. Oh yeah. In fire. Threw it in his fireplace, TV. man. Tonight. Yeah, he did that earlier tonight. Um, if he's listening, call in. Tell us about the flames off of that award and <laughs> how, how the pursuance servers are uh, gonna pull through this i don't you know they it might be the end of them they they were burned you know they why did you do it barrett why did you burn those important documents maybe he was getting doxxed and this was him like uh just trying to wash it all away well, we got a photo of it in our discord here and you can see him holding up the award like there and it is you see him, he's not you proud see of it by his fireplace sparking a light on it you see it catching flames you see him looking over his shoulder back at it making sure burning. it's burning and then you see him posing with his arms crossed and a scowl on his face this is a this is on. A, an award from the intercept what did they do to him why is he burning the award now i can't say uh, his twitter was not he just called them yuppies and stuff it, it didn't seem to necessarily be very specific reasoning except as you know well it's a very specific act i'm burning this specific piece of paper you know it's uh you would that's something you would hang on the wall or at least have in a filing cabinet very specific piece of paper that you hold on to why burn that one was he was he cold and he had already burned every other piece of paper in the house yeah it's a symbol of his hatred for the intercept yeah. I thought they were good old boys and everybody's on the same old side. No, no, no. And there's been a major uh kind of hate hate uh between the intercept pursuance, WikiLeaks, and uh it all started with Donald Trump. He's driven a kind of Donald Trump has been the biggest wedge issue for the crypto community, the the um what would you call it? The cyber libertarian the cyber uh, freedom electronic freedom front because a lot of them 
have gone uh, the way of Donald Trump, voted for him, supported everything he does, participated in all the little fun online games around Donald Trump. Well, but Yeah, he wants to play footsie. A lot of people who uh, really are uh, astounded by this kind of shilling for the corporate masters and the just this bald celebration of power and anti-democracy that seems to be so popular even among the cyber libertarians have uh, split off and I would say uh, to his credit Barrett Brown has never played into that shit and he sees that you know at least he sees through that whatever else you might say about him, at least he has broken to the left when it comes to WikiLeaks and Trump and so on. And even now, um, some of those who broke very hard to the right, <coughs> such as um, Cassandra Fairbanks, is backpedaling so fast, her, her neck's about to break off in half. She, she's going to get whiplash if she backpedals any harder. Those well, brakes are going to burn off the bike. She believed Trump when he said that he loved WikiLeaks, and now that he doesn't love WikiLeaks and he wants the death penalty for Assange, her whole mind has changed. And she's not, you know, I, I guess she's been fooled. It looks like she uh, hasn't really admitted to it or cop to it or really been talking about how, oh, Donald Trump just promised everybody what they wanted. And that's what she hasn't realized what fascism is or how she got suckered into it or anything of that sort. Uh, We've seen a lot but, of people go that way. A lot of small names go that way. A lot of big names will go that way. And uh, people want to, you know, you you kind of want to write her off, right? Like, fuck her um, for being part of that system. But you got to wonder what made her change that way. And uh, there's there's got to be something, uh, like, reason that'll that would make a person change back, right? Like, there might still be a cool person in there who um, who can come back to reason if she ever. Well, did she ever have no, reason? Listen, she never. She listen. never had reason, right? She was. She's like a meme chaser. Whatever is hot on social media that will grab her Twitter account views is her thing. That Kek- um, Kekistan flag. That's right. I think she does have a total dedication to WikiLeaks and anything WikiLeaks stands for, she'll get behind. I if she I believe her when she says the only thing she believes in are tits, WikiLeaks and freedom of speech, right? And a lot That's of tits like her, tying her tits up in uh, ropes and stuff. Sure. Um anyway, let's get off of of this kind of grim topic and uh, on to an even more grim topic that will surely chase away our last remaining viewers. Um, a third party, an independent alien spacecraft analysis of data from the uh, FA-18 Super Hornets and the radar at Carrier Strike Group 11 off of California we all remember this event. We've talked about it many times. This uh, analysis has yielded startling and unbelievable data, which describes the aliens' crafts 
uh, minimum capabilities, we know it can at least go this speed. It could go faster. It can accelerate very quickly. Uh, this is uh, this is a true story, by the way. This uh, well, scientific this is... investigation into these speeds, these phenomenal speeds. This is a uh, big right. deal. No, this is true. <laughs> this is uh, multiple sources, credible sources. This object came out of the ocean, disturbed the water. That was the first thing they saw, and it was uh, clocked by infrared, by radar, and even by the human eye, uh, at going 281,520 miles per hour. Now think about that. That's a big number. What, what? Let's put that in a little context. Now, it only takes 25,000 miles per hour to escape their gravity, so we're talking 10 times that fast. And yet, it's able to move and stop. This is its max speed in the middle between two points that are just a few miles apart. And this, the fastest thing we've ever made, humans have ever made, that's official on the record, is uh, NASA's New Horizon probe launched in 07, I think, and it it's hit... 58,536 miles per hour, which is pretty damn fast, but I mean, it's a tiny little thing, and it's kind of, it's on a uh, escape trajectory from it, the solar it's, system. It's small, but if it was to hit something, it would be a, a catastrophe. Sure. In fact... Total devastation. Uh, one of the strange things about this speed is that there should have been a, a big shock wave or a sonic boom that would have disturbed the uh, carrier strike group and all the ships would have heard it. And it just wasn't, nobody's, there was no shock wave, no sonic boom. And the mere friction of an object moving that fast through the air <clears throat> should cause like a tremendous fireball, right? You've seen spaceships re-entering the atmosphere that's the thin atmosphere and they're not even going nearly this fast and think of the heat just from the friction so how does Basically, it uh, how does it move without how does it move through the air without con coming into gross physical contact with the air well how can you how can we even guess i mean it could be it could have had no mass it may be some kind of plasma projection or hologram right or <clears throat> it could be an a Subieri device, right? Which is a propulsion device that is like a warp drive in Star Trek. It moves not through a Newtonian propulsion by spitting stuff out the back of the ship, but by manipulating space-time around it, right? Which we won't go get into all that, but it would not possibly not create friction, right? I mean, who knows how that works? I sure um, don't. I was hoping that uh, Dr. Troubadour might know, might call in. He may. Uh, now, the acceleration, think about this. The acceleration that you'll get from the, uh, that they detected was 12,823 G-forces, right? <clears throat> think about this. A fighter pilot lifting up on the, uh, Doing a doing a big loop to loop as hard as he can. Oh, barrel roll. 
they'll pass out after nine G's. Yeah. Nine yeah, they get G's. sick. And we're talking 12,823 G's. That's enough. It would crush anything, destroy any vehicle. And that kind of lends... It would liquefy whatever object sure. was in there. Right. And, I mean, these are just silly numbers. It shouldn't work. But it shouldn't in this, happen. In this case, uh, there's a scientific investigation trying to figure out why it did. Well, what we know... Uh, 281,520 miles per hour. Sounds fast. And specific. But it's not that fast. Think yeah. about this. Well, it's specific because it's taken from data. This we've. This is a derived number from this was a, sensors. This was taken from a, a lawman's radar gun, I understand, on, the, on Interstate 95. Uh -huh. Even at that tremendous speed, it may take even longer than 10,000 years to reach the nearest star. We're star people. What well, if we, it, we drew the shit hand and we're not close enough to any other stars? So fuck us. I don't know. You know, uh, that may be. Uh, you may have to be in the galactic core to really have a kind of interstellar s situation where you can jump around from star to star. Yeah, we're in some out. interstellar backwater. We really are. We're on uh, the far end of one of the spiral arms of the Milky Way. Out in some shithole. That may be, well, you know about the Fermi paradox, right? The, the question is, well, we have so many stars, life is here, chances are life is going to be on other stars, right? Right. It's here, Lots it must be there. Lots of other stars. We've and we've the chances keep going up the more we learn about how many planets are out there, how many of these planets are in a habitable zone, how many of them are going to have the right ingredients, right? And the chances just seem to go up and up. And, you know, and it's very likely that there could be life around most stars, even. I mean, at least half of them. And the chances that they would evolve to our current technological level and beyond are pretty likely right yeah they've so, they've been there longer perhaps or maybe they just showed up and shit was different for them well the question is why don't we pick them up why can't we find them why haven't we seen them why can't why we invite them in here? for drinks where are they that's the fermi paradox they should be out there but they aren't um they're probably cool of, people right i mean if they're traveling stars and stuff they're probably like pretty laid back long-haired pot smoking kind of people just traveling star systems, bro. Well, think about this. Why would we be beaming out all our messages without encryption? Because we're stupid. Uh, that's the thing. Fermi and us, too, live, in, to a less degree, live in a, a very primordial, primitive communications culture. We're just kind of spitting out everything without... Without encrypting it, it's stupid. Why would we put out a big sign that says, hey, look at us over here, you know, like a, like a baby crying in the middle of a jungle. We're going to get eaten by a big old lion, right? We didn't know. So, we were trying to watch I Love Lucy. Well, we're going to get, we're going to have to cut it out. And already we're realizing that if you don't encrypt your communications, you're going to get ripped off. You're going to get... uh viruses, malware, ransomware. But, hey, it's bad news. Kilgore, there's no one doing it. 
we've already done it. I Love Lucy is beaming out. You can't stop it. It's like when they took our websites down when we were in high school. They said, what you well, publish look, is forever. It'll destroy your life. It'll destroy our fucking civilization, man. Because when I Love Lucy hits the warmongering, fucking alien civilizations, we're done. They're going to be Even like, worse. <gasps> Even worse, Project Starfish. Because listen, a lot of that radio energy is absorbed by our atmosphere. And it's not, those, those beams aren't very bright, right? They're going to have to use an enormous telescope aimed directly at us to detect that. The big problem was Project Starfish. That's like putting a big beacon that says, look, yeah, we we've were, got new, we're here, we're queer, come mess us up. It was right? like a fireworks display, just popping nukes off all around the globe. Right in, right above the atmosphere yeah. where it's going to be uh, the easiest for them to detect. Yeah. Like, hey, and just in case you guys weren't sure, we yeah. were, we're just, just in case there was any confusion about whether there's life here, we're exploding nukes outside of our atmosphere for your pleasure take a look come invade us we're fucking well, stupid by the way we're, we just invented nukes and we don't have any control over ourselves so we might be a threat to you in the, the near future so certainly don't take advantage of this uh moment of weakness of uh, for us it's right? uh it's one o'clock in the morning kilgore and um maybe uh it'd be a good time to open the lines Almost, almost. We gotta get, we gotta get these people uh, on a good on a good topic here. We don't want to talk about aliens and and all, we got Google. We foods, don't want right? to hear. Pe I'd like to hear the callers uh, calling about aliens and Google foods. All right. Okay. Uh, well, uh, is this not I, the alien show? We're not doing the alien show unless they have a personal experience with the aliens. I don't want to hear them. I'm the expert here. Maybe they're an expert. Okay. They can try it. But listen, we can all talk about Google Foods. But we now, need a, somebody that I was want, abducted. Well, that's great if they are. Well, we'll take any calls. But let me get on the Google Foods thing, and then we'll take calls. Cooking okay? for the depraved trickster. Right. And look, this fat, impish Brazilian man cooks meat and nothing but meat. Now he's the king of the reverse sear, and he vacuum seals all his meats and slow cooks them in a bag, in a in a tepid water, for hours and hours before pulling them out of the bag and shooting off his tagline with this kind of brown, saggy-looking old meat. He says that this might not look that great now, but watch this. And then he's he whips out the blowtorch, and you get you get this. Uh, Blues riff, the same blues guitar music every time. Is it overpowering? Yeah, and you, he shoots the meat in a close up in slow motion, and you see oh, like no. the yeah, yeah, and it's a formulaic thing. He does the same thing every time, but what it's he does to keep meat. it fresh, what he does to keep it fresh, is he will put different bullshit into the bag. Like he'll be like, okay, we're gonna put butter into the bag this time we're gonna put garlic into the bag and it gets like retarded like we'll put uh you know vinegar or uh various different liquors or uh just anything you can imagine in fact recently put pepto-bismol into the bag with vodka for his friend 
This sounds like and a YouTube it, channel. Well, it is a YouTube channel, and we can play that blues riff for everyone, I think. I don't want to. No, I don't want to hear it. Oh, you got to. All right. This got to play this. Stereotypical blues list. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah, Wild Bill yeah, is going to link it. Do a little kiwi in the bag, a little baking powder, a little uh, MSG. You know, you don't know. We don't know until uh, until we find out. Well, in fact, part of the show is that he'll he'll uh, put these steaks out on the table, and his friends will be there to blind taste test them, and they'll like slap their hands away from him when they try to eat while he's talking about stuff, and they'll be like, "What is this?" and and he won't tell them. He's like, "Just eat, just eat it." Yeah, so he wants to poison his friends. He's dosing them with drugs. Yeah, it's kind of this depraved trickery he does. Guga. Guga, Guga. And he's a cooker. He, um, you know, is he one of these dudes who's like, we're going to eat something crazy and do it in a crazy way, and I'm tricking all my friends into eating my crazy stuff. And this is the the whole thing, right? And we're supposed to laugh at their cute re- reactions to eating bagged meat. That's adorable how they didn't like the seasoning and the Pepto-Bismol that you've, you've yeah, fed yeah, your friends medicine. He's like, laughing at them, and that's his thing. You fed, and, you know. Well, everybody loves steak, so if you call in, tell us how to cook a steak, maybe. Or uh, tell us what you think of Guga Foods. Pull up a Guga Foods YouTube and I don't and, uh, Guga Foods. watch this stuff. Yeah, call Just up and give us it, a right? reason to give a fuck about Guga Foods. And maybe we'll start with that. What else do we have? Uh, let's I, talk I about. Finally, I finally found the uh, the uh, blues riff. Look. Oh yeah. I'm gonna post it in the chat for everybody. Look a brother up. We're gonna hear that stereotypical blues riff in the chat. In yeah. The chat, baby. Make sure you get started at the at the time. That's it. Most uninspired fucking sounds. That's it. Just imagine sizzling, charring steak underneath there. They're marinating it now, turning it over in its sauces. Alright. We got any callers yet? I don't know. You call in now. Yeah, we, we'll talk, we're talking about aliens. We're talking about Notre Dame, maybe. We're talking about Google Foods. Tell us all about your vacation project. to fucking Notre Dame. Sure. I've been to Notre Dame. It was beautiful. Tell us about... Uh, don't tell us about your buttholes. But uh, do. But we'll, we'll, you you got a like, strict... Uh, There's some kind of rules. If you, got, if you tell the same joke three times... I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying stuff. We oh, heard we heard uh, we got a call. Um, well, uh, we'll 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 get to the calls. Uh, Hate radio is, uh, as you know, uh, we're, we're trying to straighten the audience out. And it's been about thirty minutes now, and I think we're halfway there to straightening their asses out, um, and sending them home better people, stronger people, more relatable people. This is the effect of the Terror Max on us, and ultimately on you, making you better consumers richer products you are the fucking product 
Okay, who's a good little baby? You're the fucking product. That's right. The consumers on Chronicle.su hate radio. You are because you chose Liebel Joker products to complete your material and immaterial selves. You have earned praise and reward from us, myself, HateSec, and Kilgores. Very proud of you. And gosh darn it, aren't you pretty? That's right, you are so fucking pretty, too. Yes, you are. Hi. Wow, our sponsors really have an inspiring, ins- fucking inspiring message. They're, they're baby dolls. And they're sweethearts. And they, they paid me to say this next part. And I got to put on my, my big boy voice like when you get paid to do something. Hi, I'm HateSec. You might know me from the popular hate cast, Hate Radio, a slamming old podcast that's been kicking it old school since the year 2000 and 2012. Damn. And guess what? We're still doing it. Know what I'm saying? Because we're fucking badasses, why? Have you seen the size of our computers? Okay, let me be the first to welcome you to your first real job. You work for Liebel Droker Incorporated, and the best part of all is you're working for fucking free. Uh, that's right. Absolutely free. Uh, by browsing this proud, glorious shithole, that is the Chronicle.su, you become a data rat hauling not just your data, but everyone else whose metadata you ever mixed with. And you carry on your little rat backpack, a little uh, packets of Liebel Joker data dust, uh, patent-pending, uh, super cookie-based malware that you sprinkle and spunk here and fro. You remember uh, Octopus was telling us about those super cookies. Yeah, I love the super cookies. That was the most amazing uh, word, super cookie. Just the the ring of it. It make it inspires fear. It inspires this feeling of uh, my computer being infected, me being spied on. Now, super cookie. He had that one in his back shit. pocket, didn't he? Dude, it it and the way it latches onto your BIOS and just gets underneath the whole every system. To where you can't remove it, no matter what you do. My God, it it starts to infect the people you love, the people you trust, and then you can destroy your computer, grind it up into little dust, and guess what? The second you log onto a computer, anytime, anywhere, that super cookie's right back in there, no matter what. It's like it bothers getting rid of it. Now we can. That, that's that's another show, though. That's, uh, um, there's a lot to unpack of, there. Speaking of this. Okay, here's a tweet from Kim.com I'm going to read, and I want want you and maybe our listeners to say true or It's just simple, true or false. And this is true. The best way to communicate privately is inside of video games. Gaming software is still largely untouched by spy agencies, and almost every game has their own player chat implementation. Now, you know why I play a lot of video games. Kim.com, he was, for many months, the number one player on Call of Duty. And God knows what kind of secret communications he was using. He was hacking. Walling. Uh, (laughs) That that was was his secret communications. He he could see through the walls and shoot you through a door, right? (laughs) That's right. We're all so impressed. So what about him? Uh, Kim.com. Welcome back to We Give a Fuck. No, well, it's 
you think that's true statement that that your communications on the video games are really hard to intercept? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh no, they're no, they're they're easy to intercept, right? They're they're not protected or anything like that. The way yeah, there's there's uh, no encryption whatsoever. Yeah. Right? Uh, people that think that you can get away with something by chatting on a video game are, are wrong because that stuff is easily accessible by uh, tied open. Yeah, it's easily tied to your identity. Um, it's super exploitable, right? Your IP address. I mean, everything is there because it's a video game. It needs all these extra bells and whistles going on, touching your computer, fondling you, reaching up under your dress. They know what you're doing, dude. You're not getting away with anything on World of Warcraft or EVE Online or any of that secret shit. So but, I don't think we're getting any callers. Here's the thing. Because the games the create final. this feeling that you really are alone. We're in local. We're in a little hut in the forest and no one can hear us. What a clever place to talk about the next 9-11. You think that's, yeah, that's what Kim.com is about to do. He's planning like, he'll talk about 9-11 as the first, uh, kim.com attack big fucking deal yeah it'll be listen i've heard theorists political social type theorists who say oh we were in a world where there was no history it was the end of history right you ever heard of that Uh, death of history and this was before 9-11 when it was cool to say death of history right because well not a lot happened i mean what happened before 9-11? Yeah, there was nothing. There was even uh, that line in Fight Club talking about being the middle children of history where there's just nothing going on. Sorry, folks. Uninteresting epoch. But then 9-11 happens, and that's the only event ever, and it's still happening. Yeah, 9-11 day. is happening all the time. Every oh, day. Towers every going down in my soul. And uh, a lot of people are still terrified by it right they that's what this big spike in white supremacy is not you can you can blame trump you can blame oh the white the but they hated this, uh, uh, brown people a lot right after 9-11 it was really cool to hate middle eastern brown people it's only getting cooler too isn't it i don't know i thought i thought it wasn't as cool anymore well it's because expanded. we've been there and done that no look it's so cool that you get elected president for going around saying Mexicans are jumping the wall and raping. Yeah, those right. are the, the, the other scapegoats. Like, we forgot That'll about them during right. um, during 9-11. Are you kidding me? The, the, it's totally related to 9-11. You see, what's his name, James O'Keefe, put on the Osama bin Laden mask and was dancing around at the border like, look at me. They can't stop me from coming in. Uh, He's clever. Well, yeah. Isn't that clever? That's that's investigative journalism from the the retarded right. That's good dancing too, I bet. I want to see that dancing. He's a dancing outlaw. He didn't even get a very good mask. Uh, You got got quick access to this video? Do you have it on your hard drive? Could you upload it for the listeners? Right here. She let's pull that video up. I want to see this yeah, motherfucker dance. It's funny, right? It's funny. Yeah, let's let's have a gander at this feller. A dancing. There we go. I'm putting it in the wrong Discord. Put, put him in the chat. I want to see him. Jimmy O'Keefe is O'Sammy. Ben Lammy. Here he comes. 
Um, he's crossing the border from Mexico to USA. Here he is in the I mud hole. Him. Dude, he's like at the Rio Grande River whispering. And, uh, we'll at the Rio Grande River. Not too challenging. Not too challenging. He's doing it. And I'm in the United States. <laughs> Hotspeth County. I don't see a single federal officer anywhere. Where are the federal officers? Guns, no people. Where are the guns? Totally peaceful, quiet, and serene. I'm in the United States. And let me tell you something. If the president or if Senator Reid or anyone else tries to tell you. All right. <laughs> this guy's a weasel, right? He looks like one because he crossed the river. That's to me. In a mask. Yeah. I mean, Osama mask. You see him like even with the. The long, uh, Somebody, they already saw him on. in a Jeep, probably 25 miles north of there as they drove down here to do the segment. And right. they're like, yeah, there's that, there's that crazy motherfucker. Just, just let him go. You know, he's American. Look at him. He's doing it for attention. Just don't give it to him. Let him the f fuck go. What a f so this is Jim, Jim's O'Keefe as Osama bin Laden crossing the border from Mexico to the U.S. Now, we also know James O'Keefe from infiltrating ACORN, and he uh, he uh, framed Democratic operatives for, I, I forget what, saying that they wanted to get people to vote or something. I forget. Um, James O'Keefe. Some really tepid, uh, innovative type of... Uh, investigative reporting he does new things like you know dress up in Osama costumes and dance around in a river you know russell brand was fired from mtv for that for dressing up as osama bin laden the day on um september 12th 2001 no way yeah is that true yeah he got fired that sounds like that was funny yeah it it was man i mean he was just a little you could say he was ahead of his time they were not ready for for him prancing around as Osama bin Laden that day. Everybody was taking it so seriously. Here we go. Russell Brand's top 10 biggest foot and mouth moments. Uh, like he, uh, Who needs 10 examples? Who Who's sitting through this whole thing? Oh, I want to see him contradict himself again he wrote a book that said it makes revolution not only possible but inevitable and fun uh and he told a reporter you're snide who goes on tv and tells the reporter you're snide right maybe the reporter was snide though i guess well yeah that's true but they can be you go on someone's show and you say that it's really not gonna I tell you, the call, if the callers call work. in and they talk to us like that, absolutely yeah. not. That will not oh, fly. Well, that's our. It's our show. We're the ones who have all the power and control. We can mute them and we'll shut it down. Right, and he didn't realize the power disparity there. He thought he was in charge of the show. You're snide. Ooh, foot in mouth moment. What's number nine? Okay. He did a Nazi salute at the GQ Awards. Not cool, Russell. That's going to knock you down a notch in Hollywood. He called George W. Bush a retard cowboy. Ooh, 
Russell, boner of the year. When did he do that? 2004? That's what we're talking about here. Right after 9-11. The day after 9-11, probably. <laughs> when he was dressed as Osama bin Laden. Dude, I think Russell Brand is funny. He's got a good attitude. He's like loose and free and sexual and just riffing and telling everybody uh, what you know what their problems are. <laughs> and number one on the list, he dressed up as Osama bin Laden on September 12th. 2001 for MTV and was fired two days later. Oh, it took him two days. Yeah. Do we fire him? Don't we? How do we feel? Are we butthurt? Can you imagine September 13th when they're like, well, (laughs) it was a joke, right? Yeah. There were people pulling for him. There had to be. There's, (laughs) There's cool people in the background of that network somewhere. In 2001, I doubt it. Ugh. They were all. They had already made the documentary that year, uh, calling them something of cool, like the the purveyors of cool or something. Right. Um, that they create what's cool. They they claim to reflect what's cool, and it's this um, uh, feedback loop of uh, what's what's cool now. I'm way out of the cool. Loop. It's the kid with the fucking phone aimed at his face and he's got all 10,000 followers and 1,000 of them are looking at him on the street. That's cool. Oh. I thought I was thinking more like Billie Eilish or something. Oh, like the style of cool? Like, yeah. Well, Billie Eilish isn't really a style. She's a singer. Um, Billie Holiday? Oh, she's like the lord of today, right? Lord was the hottest pop singer i don't know years ago five years ago. yeah now it's billy eilish i let try to listen to your music i didn't get it well, how do you th- feel about mumble rapping have you listened to this mumble rap well mumble rapping is well past its prime that was that was another thing that was big four years ago did you hear snoop uh talk about mumble rapping you probably talk down about it because it's uh really past its prime right uh, yeah, he said he was in the studio and somebody tried to fuck with him. Uh, like they tried to do mumble rap, and he's like, "They were like, come on, man, just go along with it." He's like, "Dude, no, no." Oh, here it is. I, I found it. It'll be something new when, when a person decides to be themselves. They offer something no one else can be. Yeah, because once you be you, who who can be you but you? Right. That's what's wrong right now. Everybody trying to rap the same style with the. Uh, I don't know who created it. If it was Future or Migos, but all them niggas sound the same. I said, nigga had me in the studio one night trying to do that shit. I'm like, man, cut this shit off. What the fuck am I in here doing, nigga? I don't rap like that. He said, what the fuck you got me doing? It's addictive. It shit'll get you. You hear that shit? So I don't rap like that. I don't rap like that. The fuck you got me doing? Now what? Per, what we learned about metrical parameters? Yeah, metrical in music flooding. theory. Uh, no, in poetry, it was uh, we got iambic, pentameter, tetrameter, trimeter. Oh yeah, whatever the fuck. I wonder what mumble rappings. Let me look up the. Uh, I'll look this up. Google. What is? 
What <laughs> is the metric foot for mumble rap? Oh yeah, that's a, someone's already looked it up. Metric ambiguity and flow in rap music. We're talking musicology here. Ambiguity. That gray area. Mumble rap is coined by that term was coined by Wiz Khalifa. Do we allow it? We nah. Listen, we'll toe the party line of uh, of Snoop and say it's passe. It's become a cliche. Everybody does it. You can't be yourself and be a mumble rapper now. Uh, it's a der- mumble rap is a derogatory term. It used hell. to be you could just mumble rap. And now what? Look, there's this Snoops. list of bumble rappers. We got 21 Savage, 6 9 Boogie with a Hoodie, Asian Doll, Block Boy JB, Chief <laughs> Keef, Denzel Curry. Just, you know, it goes on and they on. They all sound the fucking same. That's what Snoop said. So fuck them. Off the think, artistic roll the day, call. The day mumble rap died was when XXX Temptation was killed by, by the uh, gangs. Now, maybe for the show, uh, one of us could drink an entire bottle of salad dressing. And the listeners could hear that. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, yeah, we'll get you nice on, maybe. I've got some zesty vinaigrette here that actually tastes pretty good. I don't. I wonder how much of it I could drink. It's got the seeds and stuff in it. Would would you uh, would you want to maybe have a shoe nice event on the show here, where I drink from this zesty vinaigrette bottle? Well, what are we waiting for? Do it uh, before, before just before we get into that. Um, the crop dusting of data we were talking about before infecting and spying on the people that we communicate with and love with our hearts so deep. Uh, It just got more powerful thanks to important work spearheaded by Liebel Joker Incorporated's very special in-house researcher, Dr. Angstrom fucking Troubadour. I was waiting for applause and uh, the crowd to stop roaring. Dr. Angstrom Troubadour is a snarling, sinister businessman who will stop at nothing for your health. Troubadour's Data cloud technology lets him bear witness to the numbness overtaking you as he studies your brain waves when news data erodes the collective unconscious like waves down on the beach. Some good old boys. Uh, you want to do this? Uh, you want to drink this fucking poison on the show? No, I don't. But I hear that the local gummy kitchen... The pot gummy kitchen has extremely low standards of uh, cleanliness and hygiene. They're they're yeah. they're itch, they're going to the bathroom, itching their ass, cooking up the marijuana butter, and pumping out these uh, candies without even any concern for your health. And I'm eating and them. Eat, eat one of them, and well. You should you should be able to eat the nastiest shit and have the effects of nausea canceled out by all that all that THC in there, right? But it's so dirty and disgusting that it just it just still makes you sick. It carries bacteria and uh, other illnesses on it, and I what ingest could, it. What you could do is kind of uh, just 
put a little bit in some water in a dish, petri dish, and just see what grows. Get do a little culture. This see, um, see what they're feeding you. Well, this is kind of uh, the way that we treat the user data that we collect on, we gather at Chronicle.su. We see you using our website as a give and take like that. Like a, we might um, give life to some some new bacteria by uh, putting this uh, THC gummy that I'm eating into a Petri dish. Uh, we give you entertaining news content. You get to learn about the world. But what many of you don't know and what you won't learn about unless you're listening to tonight's show is that while you're learning quality facts about the world from Chronicle.su, we are learning about you. Sensitive information, such as what you Google, what you jerk off to, what you tell your girlfriend you jerk off to, and how big that <laughs> lump on your cock has gotten since 2013. It's grown over the years. Cumulatively comprise a secret profile of the person we think you are, the profitable private person that you are. On Hate Radio, uh, proud to have Leeple Joker Incorporated as a sponsor. That was a chilling message from our sponsors. Absolutely fucking spine tingling. My God, who the hell pays for this show? What kind of devils have we sold our souls to? But anyway, let's drink this. Um, Brad. Brad. Oh, wait. Brad. Here we go. Brad. Do you hear this? Brad. Brad. <laughs> what is this? Brad. 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 What's happening here? Brad. Brad. <laughs> Brad. 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 All right. Brad. <laughs> I guess because the, the... You're just... Uh, because there are no callers, right? That's, that's what that's well, for? Of course it figures that we would get our call-in lines finally patched patched up. They don't want to talk to us. They can go fuck themselves. They don't have a goddamn thing to say. That's okay. For all I know, um, we might not be logged in or something. I I don't know. I might have them uh, muted. I did mute it because I I didn't want to hear it. There you go. There you go. Your calls have been muted tonight. I think that's why they don't—they're not calling us because we haven't been taking calls. So they're like, "Well, fuck! I'm not gonna just sit like an asshole on my phone, waiting to talk to these jerk offs on the internet." And another thing is, we put up the uh, call in line, and we get like four or five calls instantly. But we have no intention of taking the calls for another good forty-five minutes. So they have no sense of like, oh, he's doing the intro. I guess now would be a good time to call in. We ought to, we ought to uh, withhold that number until we're ready. Oh, yeah. Fade it in. That's right. Um, yeah, we'll do that next time. Next time. We'll get it right. So that, so that the, you don't even know what the number is. You're not allowed to know until 1 a.m. It will change every day. <laughs> So, don't get used to us, because uh, the police might come take us away. Uh, I'm Hatesack. Wild Bill Kilgore um, played those awesome licks earlier from that cooking show on the guitar. That we didn't really get to go into too much detail about Guga, but if you want to laugh about some bad ways to cook a steak, slog onto Guga Foods. Now, let's, uh, before we go, 
listen, you want to cook a steak, well, you can use a grill. But look, all you want is salt, maybe pepper. Listen, you don't even need the pepper. Just piss on it. If you don't like it. I'm surprised Google hasn't tried that yet. But <clears throat> just put some salt, pepper on it. Pee in sure a bag. Make sure you let the steak come to room temperature, for God's sake. And pick one. Uh, if you're talking about a sirloin, make sure it has a nice layer of fat on it. Otherwise, it's got no flavor. This make is sure a... Got a ribeye. Make sure it's marbleized. So healthy splash of salt on both sides. Put it in a smoking pan. Your oil should be letting off a lot of smoke. And... Uh, sear the shit out of it uh if it's really thick you may want to pop it in the oven after you flip it yeah and And it's uh, only going to take a few minutes on each side and you'll have a nicely caramelized uh medium steak if you like it's medium when the hilarious when the liquid starts coming out absolutely hilarious there's some cooking advice well also you can jam it in a plastic bag Put some Pepto Bismol on it, and uh, tell, not tell your friends what's up. And uh, that's a hilarious way to serve a steak. But I yeah, just thought I'd like, like to a, uh, more more. Uh, <laughs> now these motherfuckers can sensible, cook their steaks. Uh, kind of yeah, you assholes were probably fucking doing it all wrong before. And Kilgore has straightened you bitches out. A little salt, a little pepper, a little piss in the bag, and you're good. <laughs> and and you're golden, as they say. Make sure you get the uh, very first part of the piss, and just the, you know, that's where all the flavor. That's is. where your nutrients are, uh-huh. where it's most brown. Uh, James fight McEarr in the chat says uh, that this is his favorite anti-government podcast. That's not that's a nice sentiment. And the steak is sort of an anti-government food, isn't it? You could raise that on your own. Don't need any nanny state's help to raise a side of beef. Right. And with our help, you've just gone off the grid, folks. And uh, he goes into more details. He says, or they might look up to us, talking about the aliens, uh, for being domestic abusing alpha chads. So the aliens are like nice guys. And, and we're, we're chads. Like They're like, oh, we wish we had what the humans had. Send out your probe to look at them jealously. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. We're an anti-government podcast. That's news to me. That's, uh, yeah. That's coming straight out of the chat. This is what our listeners say. Now, this is turning into a situation where they, uh, like Ron Paul found himself in, where they were like, hey, gee, you know, you've got a lot of white supremacist uh, supporters. What up with that? And he was like, I don't know what to tell you. Meanwhile, he'd been like, uh, you know, feeding people these crazy. Shaking their hands, taking their checks, newsletters. And whiting it up in the newsletter, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, he had those wacky newsletters. Remember when the newsletters came out? It was the end of his political career, but it wasn't for that reason. Like, people didn't really make a big deal out of those spooky ron paul newsletters it was something professional about his career he had to go or something it was interesting that he dodged that bullet because now you know everybody wants to get pissed off about somebody's toxic past ron paul's is right there for the taking nobody's up in arms maybe tomorrow they will be after we blow the doors off that fucking story 
on tonight's Hey Radio. You heard it here. I'm not lying, am I, Kilgore? You saw this. I saw it. So he's seen it with his own eyes. I ain't fucking around. This is Radio Hate. While Bill's seen it with his own eyes, I'm Hate Sec. Um, all the rest of you, uh, go fuck yourselves. I mean, after tonight. Pull it. Pull the tower. Put your, that oven that you were fucking braising your steak in or whatever. Maybe keep that going. Put your fucking head in it. This is Radio Hate. Get the fuck out don't, of here. For God's sake, don't braise your steak. You gotta broil a bit, guys. Broil, broil that steak. Broil it in the piss bag. For God's sake. Like the piss whore that you are. Like the little Donald Trump, Russia, Chinese <laughs> leaders passing you around the room piss mop uh, that you are. That's how you eat your steaks. That's stupid. Okay, this is Radio Hate on chronicle.su
Yeah.